Proper topic. Proper topic. Right? Proper. Proper. Right? <laughs> you know what's funny? As a member of the diaspora, yo, we did it. Like, I want to, like, make moves next year for, like, going to do stuff at Jamaica. That's how serious it is. Proper timing. It's funny because I had to leave the conversation prematurely yesterday and I was so upset. And I was like, oh, we never even get to finish talking. And then now, look. So, yeah. Good timing. Come on, pick up Alex and Dark, man. Yeah, the vibes. Welcome, everybody. Alex, big up. Okay. But yeah, today we'll go have a discussion about what can we do to help the the Jamaican diaspora build, build Jamaica. Because like a way of them, we have a lot of rooms where we talk about how we can build Jamaica, identify identify problems where what Jamaica out. And it's like if you like we as people that live outside of Jamaica is like we don't have much say. Well, when I say we, when I mean everybody because some people in here probably there are Jamaica now. But for the people that will live outside of Jamaica, I just feel like say yo, we just can't talk about it without really making any difference. So we can learn about, there's this group of people that's called the Global Jamaican Diaspora Council. So they are not working with the embassy. They are not politicians. They are a group of people that, you know what, Rookie, you can explain what you do. Hello, everyone. Hi, my name is Rookie Wilson. I am a candidate for the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council. Um, representative for the Northeast United States. So the Global um, Jamaica Diaspora Council um, is through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Jamaica. Um, it came out of a need to enhance diaspora relations all over the world. Um, there's a Global Jamaica Diaspora Council representative for every section of um, the world where Jamaicans um, live. Um, there's reps here in different parts of the United States, different parts of the UK, um, at different parts of um, Asia, um, and I believe also in, in Africa as well, and the Caribbeans. Um, the position, the, um, the Minister of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade in Jamaica and diaspora-related issues. Um, also, you know, the, the, the embassy here and the consulates here in the United States are through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Um, and trade as well. So the ambassador definitely works with the representative and vice versa, um, and the consul generals throughout the United States as well. Again, she's not a politician. Yes, definitely. It's not um, it's just an advisory role. It's a volunteer position. Um, I believe Dr. Dunkley, Dr. Karen Dunkley, who's our current Northeast um, Global Jamaica diaspora, um, representative in the Northeast is on and can add some clarity, um, if um, need be, to what that role is. But it's not a it's not a political role. Um, it's just an advisory role to, vote, um, role to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So to register to vote, the deadline is um, November thirtieth. Voting will take place in December. Um, so if we don't have that long to register to vote. And if you don't register to vote, you can't, um, you can't vote when voting starts. Voting will be from November, actually, I believe November 23rd to December 16th, I'm seeing here, that would be the election period. 
where you'll be able to vote for your candidate. But you have to register to vote by November 30th. I think the deadline for registering is actually the 22nd. On the, on the site, it says the 22nd. And then you're allowed to, um, the election's open on the 30th, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah, I have to get some clarity on that because I'm seeing more different dates. But, um, I will put the link to register in the chat. Oh, it's already up. It's already up. Okay. Up top. You can just put the link up top, people, and vote. So people, if you don't want to vote and get involved in a diaspora to help build Jamaica and, like, get their feedback heard, your comments will mean heard, like, register for vote. So, Rookie, like, you're running for... Wait, I'm not talking about who I'm getting out. Who is Rookie? All right, so Rookie Wilson, um, full disclosure, is a sister of Zenia. Um, Zen on here. Um, I was born in Kingston, um, grew up in Linstead, um, and then went back to Kingston um, to live before um, I migrated um, to the state. Grew up as well in Harlem, New York. Um, and then I'm now in Washington, D.C. I've been here since college. I went to Howard University. I'm a proud bison. H.U. for anybody who's a bison on here. Um, and yeah, I work currently in with the local government in juvenile justice. Um, for almost 10 years, I've worked with young people who have been sentenced for their crime. Um, prior to that, I worked in different social service areas from homeless um, women to HIV. Um, AIDS um, prevention. Um, my my hope I, um, as the hopeful um, Global Jamaica Diaspora Council Rep is to be able to help Jamaica um, Jamaicans in the diaspora, um, especially in the Northeast, for us to streamline how we give back to Jamaica in a data-driven way, right? In a quantifiable and qualified way where we use data to... to um, to explain and to show our impact and how we give back. Because we know besides sending barrel and remittance and money through Western Union and all the different ways we so have. So scamming, wait, wait, scamming is part of <laughs> No, scamming, no, no. Not, wait, no, scamming, scamming. No, contribute to remittance. Look here. <laughs> Look here. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, scammers support them families wherever them there, you know, so... You know, money I go through the economy same way. So, um, but the my goal is to you know to be able to help us streamline how we give back, so we can really track our impact. You know, this effort have been you know is not something I come up with. It's an effort that people in the diaspora have been wanting um, and been working towards. Um, my hope is that um, within the time frame. Um, in this position, I'm able to move the needle for even further, right? Dr. Karen Dunkley, who's our Northeast rep, has done an incredible job. And you'll hear me mention her name um, because of just the work and the impact she has done um, as in just laying a great foundation and moving the diaspora forward. Um, I've been, you know, in D.C., I'm a, um, a lifetime JNA member, and I used to be a treasurer. And I used to be active prior to this, you know, in the Jamaican diaspora. And it's the first time, and many people in the Northeast can tell you, at the first time, we feel very included in the diaspora movement um, and feel like we're moving forward. When COVID hit, um, Dr. Dunkley hit the, the road running, you know, from helping Jamaicans who were stranded in the States to helping students who needed resources. When Ukraine situation hit, and we had students um, stranded, you know, galvanizing the diaspora to help them. You know, the Northeast has helped with 
you know, um, hospital missions in Jamaica, right? You know, um, helping schools in Jamaica. So the diaspora is active and well, um, and we definitely have a great example here in the Northeast. If you're in any of the Northeast states, right, which are all the states from West Virginia going up, right, going up to like Maine, Ratabo, D.C., which is a, a district, um, Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, um, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. Um, I might be forgetting um, some. There is Connecticut, Rhode Island, um, Vermont, if I didn't mention that, the states in the Northeast. You know, Dr. Dunkley is your current rep, and um, her position is what I would be being for come um, the voting period. Well, how many sections is it, like, for example, United States, how many sections is, is it divided up into? Um, three. There is the Northeast United States, um, there is the Midwest and West in one section, and the South. Okay. Every state. What? I went to Howard. Yeah. So yeah, you read there. What's up, Bison? H U. Yeah. Masters yeah. in chemistry, bachelor's in biology. Yeah. That's dope. Um, Peter's inside the room. Also, a fellow person who is running for the opposition. Peter. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, hearing you clearly. How you doing, man? Great. Okay. Okay. So we have another topic. Is can we? What can we do to help the Jamaican diaspora build Jamaica? So really what we're doing is kind of like figuring out what can the diaspora overseas do and work with the global, what's the global, say that again, I forget it. Global, the global Jamaica Diaspora Council. Exactly. What can we, how we can participate in working with, together with you guys and what you do? Well, the, the, and that's a very good question. Thanks for asking. Um, the first thing, first and foremost, is what I've found when I go in the community is most people don't even know what the term diaspora means. You know, they hear it, they've heard it before, but they don't know what it means. And when you educate them and you make them aware that they are a part of the diaspora and you explain to them that, uh, the diaspora is pretty much, you know, a Jamaican living away from Jamaica, living and working away from Jamaica and other countries. Even if you're undocumented and you live in America and you're a Jamaican, you're a part of the Jamaican diaspora. You know, so the thing is, once you start educating them on that and they start to get to understand it, I think that the engagement comes in partnering up with other people in the communities to help us to educate the masses of what the diaspora really is and how they can get involved just by, just by, just informational. Because I think that's where it really begins. Since I've been running for this, um, as, uh, as for the candidate for the representative for the Southern USA, what I've found is um, you will go out to people and you will talk to them and you will encourage them to register to vote. Because they still don't get it. They still don't get it. And they always thought, they always hear about the South Florida diaspora group. They think it was like, a, like some form of right-wing elitist group. 
you know, they, they, they just still don't get it because it's always a, a, set, a set of people. It's up to us now to, to have um, community events promoting, um, promoting our diaspora. Not, not just say it's a Jamaican party anymore. We bring up events that, that, has, that uses that word. Start getting it more out there. Start, getting, start educating to the masses of how important it is and why, they, why it's important for them to recognize themselves as a part of the diaspora going forward. Because once we start educating them on the diaspora itself, they will understand that, um, they will understand more how they're helping Jamaica and they don't even realize it. You know, because they don't know that because they sent back some money through Western Union and things like that, they don't even realize that that's a part of the remittances that goes to Jamaica. So when we start educating the masses of how it works, why it's important um, for them to, to be a part of this new thing, it, which is not new, but just for argument's sake, this new thing, um, then it will start making more sense and then they can start explaining it to others. So I think the first thing we have to do um, is to start coming together, um, getting some form of strategic plan of how we can start educating to the masses. And I think that's the first step. Which is right. But glad to, we, we can use this platform clubhouse for like interact with another live. And me, Rokim, I don't know if you know our fellow candidates that she's running for the Northeast or Northwest. Northeast. I did want to add to what um, Mr. Peter said. Um, the Jamaican diaspora also includes um, people, Jamaicans, um, who claim Jamaican um, citizenship through um, parents who their parents were born in Jamaica. So if you are a child of a Jamaican parent, either or are both, you are part of the Jamaican diaspora as well. And I, I want to do a plug. You can get your Jamaican passport. You can just go down to the embassy or the consul general or go on um, the website, go through the um, Jamaican embassy website and you'll find the link. You can apply for your Jamaican passport through your parents. It's definitely good to go because you can go to when you travel to Jamaica, you can travel by your Jamaican passport. It is definitely an asset to have. So you said my great, great, great grand granny, a Jamaican, can I apply for it? So, you know, so I don't know because that's about three great. Um, I don't know. I know about parents, you know, but I don't know if the great great um, will get it as well. Okay. Um, I update to the deadline. So somebody posted in the chat saying that November the 30 was extended from today to November 30. Yes, people. The people. Click the link up top and register for vote. It takes less than two minutes. No lie. Go in there, um, put your information. Um, you'll click the part of the U.S. you are or the part of the world you are. Two minutes or less and you're done registering. already. So right now we're both going to the question session so everybody can come up and ask them questions in regard to their, um, that they are capable of doing. Because again, they're not politicians. They're not part of JLP or PNP. So, yeah. Any questions? Yeah, Alex. Well, I have a question. Okay. You... Yeah, go ahead. Next your question. Yeah, thank you for having. So let me, first of all, 
I'm uh, the sitting rep for the Northeast. And let me just congratulate Rookie on running in the Northeast. And then I heard Peter, who I've known quite well for over the last three years, running in the Southeast and wish them both good luck. What I would like to hear Rookie and Peter talk a little bit about is as we think about Jamaica emerging from the COVID-19 pandemic, and this focus on 2030, which we know is no longer possible for the different goals that we had. I mean, the entire world has changed. What are their top three policy priority areas that they will focus on during their tenure, if successful, to help to build Jamaica, but also to leverage the diaspora? For example, during my tenure, we know that crime remained a constant area of concern. and we made several attempts in many different ways to offer, I would say, technical and intellectual insights. Oftentimes, we didn't get as deep a partnership as we would have liked. So in light of these ongoing and persistent issues, what are their top three priority policy areas based on diaspora interest and enthusiasm? Thank you so much. That's a great question, Dr. Dunkley. Um, and as I mentioned before, I work in juvenile justice in the district for almost 10 years. Um, I've been in the social service field. Um, when you look at Jamaica's goals, um, my top three for sure is um, Jamaica Goal 2 and Outcome 5 and 6 um, in the Vision 13 statement, which talks about Jamaica being a society that is secure and cohesive and just, right? The outcome is um, to have a society that's, um, that's secure and safe and effective govern governance. Crime and security is one of my top um, priorities. Um, I'm a part of the Northeast um, Citizen Security Sector. Prior to that, I chaired the Jamaican Diaspora Action Task Force Network Crime and Security um, Task Force. Um, I'm invested in Jamaica to be safe. Many of us want to go back home and um, want to own property, live and work, and um, Jamaica be the place we can raise our families and, um, and live and work and do business. Um, and crime, um, having crime under control, um, having Jamaicans feel secure when they're in their country is um, definitely a top priority. And the diaspora, if you look at how the diaspora is given back, um, historically, health and education is the top ways that we give back to um, our country. And those are would be my two and three as well. And no are in in no specific order, but um I believe for a sovereign um society and a, a country to do well, for one, education has to be accessible um at free um on the um primary level um for people and that the society has to be educated to um to some degree and health. Um we have to be able to take care of our people, right? Many and enough people can't go out far night, go see them doctor. So the majority of Jamaicans have to deal with the health system in Jamaica. Um, that and that we have seen the diaspora um, dedicate time and resources um, to hospitals and um, going down as professionals to help with surgery and the backlog of surgery. Um, so those will be my three priorities: crime and security, education, and um, health. This is Peter. Um, thanks for that question, Dr. Donkley. Um, nice to see you online. Uh, I didn't expect this. You know, I was driving. I just pulled over. <laughs> However, um, 
a few things that, that my focus will be on. The first is education, which is no, I'm not a formal educator, but it's nothing, it's nothing new to me. I have a, a, a scholarship called This is Jamaica that's going into its second year. And because of the experience through This is Jamaica, I have figured out that education is a part of my, um, of my focus. And as far as the, 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 one of the, one of the, uh, the, the national goals, um, for the outcome of, uh, the, the vision 2030, which is the first goal that they out talk about, which is Jamaicans are to be empowered and achieve their fullest potential. That's where I come in, in the, um, the, the world-class education and training area, especially in the cognitive phase of, um, of early childhood education. Meaning, children in Jamaica need to be aware of their surroundings. They need, to, they need to understand where they are at any given time and who they're, who they're actually interacting with. Because if we can start giving these kids something of substance right now, so that they won't be influenced by just anybody in the, in the, in the community, that's my little piece of puzzle to help start molding them so they don't fall in these traps of being influenced by people who's going to give them a gun. So this is, this is, this is where my focus is, and I'm already doing it. I've, 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 I've spoken to many parents and teachers and students over the past two years doing this scholarship program, This is Jamaica. And they're, they're really impressed that kids' grades are going up in their classrooms because of this. And so this is working. You know, um, the second thing is, the second thing is, and, and that would be number one and two. One, the education itself throughout the diaspora, and two, the cognitive phase. The, the next thing I'm focused on is our undocumented um, Jamaicans that are actually living in the United States. Because we find that sometimes there's an issue where some of these undocumented uh, Jama um, Jamaicans, they, they came here, uh, obviously it had to be documented to come, but they saw an opportunity just like a lot of us and decided to take that opp opportunity and it never worked out. You know, and I don't know if you know the numbers, but there's a strain on the government of Jamaica with a lot of um, human remains going back to Jamaica. You know, their bodies here, there's people unaccounted for and they're, they're saying these are Jamaicans, they, they, these are, they need to go home, things like that. We start identifying ways we can come together as far as organizations and start looking at some of these issues to see if we can even get, figure out funding or sending some of these undocumented workers, but if they're going home, we give them something. People who we've actually vetted and know that they, they had the right intentions when they decide to take that opportunity. You know, so this is something we have to think about, not saying that there's a fix for anything like this, but it's an area that would be of concentration for me. Um, I have two questions. One, you give a green card. Second, the bodies that are sent back to Jamaica, how do they know that they're Jamaica? That's a very good question. Right now, I'm working with a, um, with a family over in Arizona. Um, the lady, she came up, She's a she's an older lady. She came up 
Um, I think she was in either New York or somewhere. And um, she knew someone in Arizona who had a group home. And so the person told her, yeah, man, come and make some money before you go back to Jamaica. And she went over there. And it so ended up that she fell in the group home. She went in the hospital. She was in there for a couple of days. Her son got an emergency visa and came to Arizona and was sitting in her with, uh, sitting with her in the hospital. And now the lady passed away. And the son has to be living in the hospital and the lady is there. And we started a GoFundMe, um, a GoFundMe uh, page for her. So those are ways we can tell. You know, they, those are ways we can tell. No one is giving out, saying that we're giving out green card or anything. But what happens now? What happens to that family? We can't just put a, close our eyes and just leave them in the cold. Even if we don't agree with what happened, somebody still have to help their human beings like ourselves. They're Jamaicans first. Okay, thanks for answering that. Um, next thing, if you want to ask a question, shoot a message in the chat so that we know that you're next because we don't want any confusion or anything like that. So who's next to ask a question? Okay. Wait, hold on. Remember the chat. So Ken first go. Oh, okay. So ahead, Ken, then Fabian, then Richard. Big up to the room. Big up to the room. Doc and Alex, big up to the Oyadi Vibes team for having this um, reason Let's tonight. Um, con congratulations to the, um, the, the candidates from the different regions in the U.S. for stepping up to represent. Um, God bless them because I feel like the diaspora can be doing so much more um, and, and to, to, to help Jamaica. As I always say in rooms, especially Yada Vibes, to me, Jamaica is the leader of the Caribbean, you know, period. And um, we, we have a lot of work to do, but once this work gets done, I mean, the payoff is going to be tremendous, right? So my thing is, um, the, the diaspora being allowed to vote in elections down there, um, there has to be millions of Jamaicans in the diaspora, right? Three million people down there in our country. So I want to get each candidate's viewpoint on, you know, I, I'm not too sure and I would love to be educated. If does legislation have to pass um, through this particular wholeness administration to allow the diaspora to vote? Um, because I think that would be a game changer in holding some of these electeds or, or these candidates um, accountable. But not only just running and winning, but actually putting through policies that's going to have some tangible effect. So I just want to get each um, each person's viewpoint on the diaspora voting in uh, Jamaica. From my understanding, um, legislation will have to be passed, um, and the PM would have the PM would be responsible for that. Um, I asked Minister Tufton, who was here, I think during the summertime, um, asking for help um, with the backlog of surgery, you know, um, if he would be willing to support that. And, he, you know, he pointed out that the, the prime minister would have to, um, legislation would have to change and the PM would have to be the one um, pushing that. Um, personally, I, I, I would love the right to be able to vote. I would love for Jamaican and diaspora to be able to vote in Jamaica. But I can tell you, though, the Jamaican diaspora is unified around that. Um, and um, I do believe the diaspora voting will help with accountability and good governance in Jamaica. Um, there's ways um, and mechanism to be put in place to make sure um, you ward off corruption. Other diasporas throughout the world um, do that, um, the U.S. to some extent. Um, anywhere in the United States, you can send the absentee ballot and vote. 
um, in the presidential elections or in different elections. Um, so there is mechanism um, that can be done um, and put in place to, um, to facilitate that. Thank you for your input. So thanks for, thanks for that question. Um, what you heard, she said, is absolutely correct. Um, I have nothing, nothing else as, as far as um, to, to say she, she's, she's, she's on point. There would definitely have to be a lot of legislative changes as far as like, because you have to deal with jurisdictions, things like that, you know, so constitutional, a lot of things has to be changed. However, let me just say this. I've, already, I've started a petition on change.org for this very um, reason, and it's not because I was running for this um, position. It's because I've heard um, the, the prime minister of Jamaica um, reached out to the diaspora and asked them to take a more calculated um, risk in being more involved in the economics of Jamaica. And I'm saying that if we, had, if we sent back 3.3 billion US dollars, but let me correct that. Because just a few days ago, it came out that it was 3.78 billion US dollars we sent back last year to Jamaica. The, the budget itself was 7.1 billion. Now think about that chunk. If, if there is that amount of um, responsibility coming from the diaspora, then we should actually be able to vote or have a voice in the Senate at least. You know, now we're not saying that it, be, it must be something that have to happen in the next 10 years or so, but at least we have to start now and we have to start, start taking these conversations now, regardless of who is not together or who, or who decide they don't want to get involved. But once it start moving and it start getting bigger, then the word start getting out there, more people will get involved. Let me just say this also. The reason why the, um, the, the, even the, I was thinking even the representative or the council should have a seat right there is because we hear the concerns of people in the diaspora all the time. Um, even though it, right now, because I'm, I do a lot of diaspora in, um, uh, work and I hear concerns all the time. And these concerns come with a lot of emotions. When we take these concerns to the minister or to the ministry, and, 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 and say these things. It doesn't go with the same emotion from the ministry back to the Senate. You know, so I think that we need to represent the people as how we get it firsthand, as far as the emotion in it, so they can truly understand what the diaspora is saying, what is it feeling. Because when the ministry summarizes it, it's just not the same. Peter, I totally agree with what you just said. Thank you, um, boss, thank you. All right, thanks for that, Ken. Uh, Fabia. Yes, give thanks, give thanks. Um, I have a question for the candidates. Um, the question is, what power are you going to yield uh, not being attached to an embassy nor the ruling political party? And how are you going to move the needle? Uh, what is the plan here to get, get these things done? Thank you. So, um, hi, this is Rookie, um, candidate for the Northeast, um, rep. So the, the position is connected to the embassy in some state, um, cause the embassy is under the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade, right? So I'm in DC. So my go-to for anything Jamaica is, um, our embassy here in, um, DC. 
um, if you're in like New York or New Jersey, will be the um, Consul um, General's office. Um, and Allison, Miss Allison, Consul General Allison Wilson is there in like the Florida, Southern, the Southern States area. It would be um, Consul General Olivia Mayer. Um, so to some degree, there's connection with the embassy as well. Um, there is a, I believe this role, it's, it's almost like a liaison, right? Um, where we, we're connected to underground with diaspora organization and people living in diaspora and to be able to advise the Ministry of Foreign Affairs on issues relating to the diaspora, as well as to help um, create structures um, and systems in Jamaica where the diaspora can and um, do things as well. Um, we don't have any political pull. Um, there's no seat in parliament that comes with this position, um, but there is there's ways to create mechanism and structures to be able to um, help the diaspora do business um, easier in Jamaica and um, help the diaspora um, get things done that we would want to do in Jamaica. I hope that answers your question. Just touch upon um, helping diaspora do business because that's what I hear a whole bunch of. A lot of people want to do. A lot of people want to do business in Jamaica, but they're scared to do it. Do you have like a system where you can help guide new business or prospecting business owners doing business in Jamaica? Help guide them into doing business? Um, I'll have to look for the details, but there are different chambers of commerce, right? Um, there's different Jamaican chambers of com commerce that um, are also including Caribbean chambers of com commerce in different um, states throughout the United States and different places that can help facilitate that as well. As well as in Jamaica, um, th there's different government entities as well as chambers of commerce in Jamaica that can help facilitate that. Um, I can leave my email to get some more information as far as details, like specifics, like what industry, what business, um, what specific help you would want um, to do business in Jamaica to be able to like link you to the direct person or direct um, entity rather. Okay, thank you. Um, me going need help with that. Um, Peter, you, you have anything you'd like to add to Fabian's question? Definitely. Thanks for that question, Fabian. Nice seeing you online, brother. Um, you know, Jamaica, if, when you think about it, export talent True. and import remittances in some form of compensatory matter. Yeah. But if you really think about it, they hope that these people that goes to America will send back money home, you know, because you find that, um, say for instance, um, you, you find that like. The um, UAE only gives a bachelor degree in in psychology, but some of these uh, some of these folks wants to get go further and get a master's or a or a PhD. So they'll get scholarships or whatever. But they get the such good training in Jamaica, and Jamaica is hoping that um, they would probably stay there or something. But these people leave and never come back. So the thing is. They have to find some form of program that like bonded programs that they will actually pay for the education of these um, individuals. And in turn, you work for us back in Jamaica, you know, and once these folks come back as doctors or 
um, attorneys or whatever, they open up firms and things like that, you know? So these kind of bonded programs that they should be doing in Jamaica, um, you send out, you're sending away the talent, but you're not bringing them back. You have to hope that they're coming back, you know? So I think that's a way to create some form of employment in Jamaica. Um, but what it does, it also takes um, direct help from organizations here in the U.S. or WITSAR in the diaspora. You know, so we know how to link up certain type of talent in Jamaica with the, biz with the business acumen of some individuals here. And a good example is our music business. The music business brings so much money in Jamaica. People don't really understand sometimes that the reason why a person, an entertainer in Jamaica, can't even visit another neighboring island is because they don't understand that it's the way they do business that caused these things to happen. So if we can link up people who have the business acumen here in the diaspora with those down there with the talent, we can even make that economy, that, that music economy, be, even becomes bigger and create more form of employment. So it's, it's a really a matter of linking up educating and linking up organizations, educating them and how everything works together and see if we can push forward as, as a village. I think that Richard was next in the queue. He wanted to uh, say something as well. Sure. Is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good, good. All right. So, uh, ladies, good evening. Gentlemen, evening. Glad to meet all you guys. And um, uh, let me start with saying, okay, so a little bit about me. Um, I was in New York prior to this. Um, I'm in Jamaica now. I, I had to come down because my mom passed and my father stricken with Alzheimer's and I didn't want to leave him in the hands of strangers, et cetera. So I took a little time off. Um, however, I've been getting involved in another pro number of projects here. I'm a kind of proactive guy. Uh, when I was in the States, I was in a diaspora group for quite a while called Jamaica Impact, Jam Pack, if any of you have heard about it. And I believe they're still in existence. Anyway, I, I need your help. Definitely need your help. I'm engaged in a number of projects here. So I'm not really much to the words, I'm more to the action. And I'll tell you. So number one, the, the main problem right now I've sort of jumped in with is this fight to help preserve beach access for Jamaicans and, you know, which is impinging also on the land rights issue. I've put a link in the chat and I'm going to add to it here. This is a major fight we're having actually with the government now because they're quickly and the pace has increased selling away beach, uh, beach access really, you know, to hotels who are locking it up from the Jamaican people. And if you want to talk about crime and violence, you know, I've been involved here in some projects, which takes me to the inner cities. And you have to understand, you know, that is one of the few little enjoyments. Because, you know, people who are stressed out, and this goes right to the hands of the, you know, the overall, uh, you know, uh, uh, mental illness thing, right? And just stress. You know, if people can't get to beaches and get to ocean and, you know, be able to, and rivers, and to de-stress, it causes a problem. Because Jamaica has not created much by way of public space, other than, say, Devon House Gardens or something like that, for the people and, you know, Hope Gardens for people to be able to go and relax and, and you know, uh, uh, discover themselves. So that's a fight we're now currently enmeshed with and it's centered right now around Bob Marley Beach and uh, developers attempts there and on continuing attempts to uh, take control of that beach. And we've won title for one family, but the other family now is under attack and they've hired Miles Fletcher Garden to try and undo what we've done. So uh, just, it's all in the, it's in my profile my bio, and I'm going to post the link right now into the chat. So, you know, better speakers than myself 
have addressed this uh, subject straight. And if you uh, copy and view that video, it will say enough. It's very powerfully spoken to and detailed, so you'll understand fully that fight. So that's the beach and land rights issue. I'm also working on a project to help the youths. I want to change the next generation, I and others, are joining together. We have uh, acres of land up in Stonehill, the Temple Hall Estate, and I've been on this project since 2014, I believe. And it's uh, my attempt to join the Boy Scouts of America, where I'm a trained leader, with the Boy Scouts of Jamaica, where I'm a trained leader, to use you know, the uniformed services and also to bridge over to Girl Guides and Girl Scouts to allow for youth to be inoculated, if you will, against the violence culture that is mashing up our country. Because it's a cultural problem, not so much financial. And if you follow Sir Pia Politics at watch.com, you know, he, he harms on this all the time. He hammers on this all the time. So um, we are actively engaged in that. We are about to purchase a property right next door, which was a gun range used to kill children, you know, now going to be a place to save children. And I like that dynamic. So I need your help um, and more details. I'll say if you follow me, I'll be able to uh, elucidate more on this. Um, I am going to be hosting rooms in Clubhouse, uh, speaking more to the detail of this. You okay. left already, Mike? Say again? Damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. No. Yeah, no, so, um, on the Christmas tree outside the garage. Oh, somebody have a mic open. Anyway, all right, so uh, that's uh, two projects there. And so any help I can get towards skill sets for you to come now, because we're trying to build, or I'm trying to recreate Wakanda up on the Temple Hall estate, built in that style of Afrofuturism as a permanent place, a public green space. It's a rainforest for the children of Jamaica to be able to come there and enjoy some of what we get to enjoy, say, in New York with the you know, high-level museums there. I've got a lot of people who have signed up to say they'll come down and deliver some of their skill set to the children. And um, we're linking with the Hope Zoo and with other entities in Jamaica, the Santa Regional Research Council, et cetera, to prepare these kids first and foremost for, you know, the next uh, evolution in uh, uh, technology and whatnot, right? Um, with AI and all that's on the horizon, as well as to provide a reconnection to the land and to greenery, right? And to natural spaces. So it's all in my bio. It's all on my YouTube. I'm filming and capturing a lot of this, and you'll be able to, you know, just go through that and see and get a, a full understanding. Last part, I'm working with a real estate agency now to help promote Jamaica as a place to come back to, to invest here, and et cetera. Some of the concerns I heard spoken out before, I am addressing. So the trust issue to have effective um, partners here to be able to, you know, smooth the way towards either returning to Jamaica or investing in Jamaica, we're going to be tackling all of that. So that's the new part of it. And I've been working clubhouse rooms in that regard. And so I'm just letting you guys know about this. And again, if you follow me now here on Clubhouse and follow my YouTube, and I'll be, you know, formalizing it better, you know, going forward, because a lot of this happened very quickly. Um, we will be uh, uh, making available the information for you to help us here in Jamaica, and, and I'm sort of bridging that gap because I'm a much, as much a diaspora person as I'm a Jamaica person. You know, Half my life in the States, half my life in Jamaica, and early time in the UK. So I kind of touch around these bases and um, can uh, uh, make, facilitate a lot of what you're discussing today. So again, thank you for your time, and I will uh, land it there. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for that, Richard. Again, if you want to join the, the conversation, just send a message in the chat so that we know that you're next. The topic is, what can we do to help the Jamaica diaspora build Jamaica? And today we have Rookie, 
and Peter, to my knowledge, who are candidates currently running for the... I'm, I'm running for the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council rep for the Northeast United right. States. We'll put the link up top to register to vote for these candidates if you agree with the views that they share so that you can help Jamaica. Um, in the chat, I don't think this question really relates to you guys, but maybe you can answer, maybe. What is this, that what can the government of Jamaica, what are the government of Jamaica doing about the lives of the Maroons in the country? Can either one of you answer that? Or if that's not your territory, I don't think that's your territory, but. So within this position, I can tell you, um, I, the long and short of it, I don't know, because um, similar to what Mr. Richard's talking about, where um, uh, beach access, right? Um, the most recent issue with that was a Rastafarian community that was barred from their community that they have occupied for decades um, because of that land being sold, right? Um, I am unclear of what our government is doing to protect the Maroon and the cockpit country and, um, and where that movement is right now. Um, Say, so I'm just going to leave that there. If you wish, I can speak to that. I'm actually, that's my next mission, up to Akumpong. I've spent time with them. I was trying to liaise uh, with the prior chief, and we had a little problem. He pulled the gun on me. <laughs> that's a whole story. But um, I, we let it go until the new chief came in. Uh, I did have some concerns about the new chief, but I have a contact up there who I've been um, uh, uh, in communication with. He's the head of the youth group. And um, I have been gaining insights from them on their fight with the government over the nation. It was their attempt to contact um, Vice Media and their success there that made the government back off. It gave me inspiration when this whole beach thing with Bob Marley Beach fell in my lap. You know, the, the, in the group JABM, Jamaica Beach Birthright Environmental Movement, intention was to go to local press and local media. I said, don't do that. Guys, you know, reach out to Vice Media because with international pressure, you know, the government will pay more attention. This is how you guys help. They're more afraid of you than they are local people, right? And, um, and a, a public, you know, shame and exposure. And, of course, Bob Marley's name helped a lot because I told the guys on the beach, if this was Richard Denison Beach, you'd have lost a long time ago and been pushed off the land. And I can tell you, it got very serious. And, you know, up, in, up to and including the use of gunmen on badmanism, so on my life threatened. And that's a whole story that will come up later. You know, we're going to detail this tale because, you know, you guys may not realize just how serious it gets here when powerful moneyed interests from abroad are intent on taking away what is valuable from the people. And they don't want to see our black faces on the beach. It's a form of apartheid. But let I me mean, not say too much. It's in the video I posted. To the, the YouTube video link I posted there says it all. I, better than any words I could put together. An impassioned plea for the Jamaicans and people who love Jamaica at home and abroad to rally immediately to put a stop to this apartheid coming up in Jamaica right now. And uh, so there that. But the maroon issue is following on close. Yes, there was a threat and it may still be ongoing to claim part of maroon territory for the use of bauxite mining. The government again pressing to, you know, gain, uh, uh, give uh, access to more and more land for the bauxite as they exhaust where they're at. And it was vice media and the publicity around that and the um, pressure that the Maroon chief, Richard Curry, put on the government that, you know, brought it to light, brought it to people's awareness. And that's what made them, at least for the moment, back down. 
I have to admit, I don't want the latest is because I've been tied up doing what I'm dealing with now. But I am. Um, that's the very next thing on the agenda. The Maroon uh, event uh, is coming up in January. They have an annual big event. And I'm hoping to get up to Akampong in short order to find out where things are at. Um, because I did have some ideas for development for them up there that would be uh, shared amongst all the people and an attempt to introduce a, a universal basic income for them up there to make sure all the Maroon people are uplifted and not just single individuals there. So um, I, I, I'd say follow me and you'll get some updates on that um, as it develops. And if you need any immediate answers, I can simply place a call to my, my uh, counterpart there and he'll fill me in. So if it's you know, any burning question, yeah, by that. Thanks. I have a question, Mr. Richard. Um, previously, there was a, a petition going around regarding the Bob, the Bob Marley Beach. Is that petition still active, and can it be shared? Yes, it is. I'll share it right now. Um, and uh, I believe okay. I have a link. Or I have a when when I say a link to it in the bio, you can't actually click on links. So what I provided was the Google search terms that will take you right to it. So the petition site is called someofus.org. S-U-M-O-F-U-S.org. And if you type that in, it's actually on their homepage. They're working with me. They've put it on the main page. So when you land on the site, Bob Marley Beach Petition is the first thing you see. And I'll just warn you, beware of change.org. They are not a non-for-profit. They are a for-profit organization. And our, 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 my counterpart in Jabem, I think, made the mistake of registering a GoFund, uh, uh, his, uh, sorry, his uh, petition there to support his organization. And when you go there and sign the petition, the very next thing you take into is a contribution page, which is money that goes to them, not to the um, petitioners. And it's a sneaky thing they do. If you Google this, you'll see they're not to be trusted at all. Uh, they can be a force, but if you're trying to raise funds, you're gonna lose a lot of money to them because uh, people who support you would inadvertently end up giving it to them. And it's not made obvious, and this is by design. Okay, so just, you know, caveat emptor, right? watch what you're doing with change.org. They're not what they appear to be. And um, I, I was just by luck, I ended up on um, someofus.org. And they have been more, shall we say, wholesome towards the effort. And we're not losing any necessary funding, you know, once we decide to go GoFundMe and all that, towards a group that is actually set up to use you to raise money for themselves. I landed there. Thanks. Okay, thank you for that. Anybody else in here? Like I have a question. Let me see if nobody's saying I'm going to shoot. I have a question. With you here, because I know I'm in a bad ear right now. You're in a bad ear, but we can hear you. Um, right now, I think we have to rip them here for coming out on stage. Like, give us all information about the world. So, like, the last couple of I know a lot of people, like myself, they don't really know much about it. Um, but I do have a question. Though. Like, can you tell us what you what the diaspora is actually doing right now. He's going in there. What are you doing to build Jamaica? Yeah, you said from that what the diaspora is currently doing now here in the U.S. To Um, So for the Northeast, and Mr. Peter can talk about the efforts in the South. Um, for the Northeast, some of the things that has happened, um, we have sent um, a mission to the Sablamar, um to a hospital in West Milan, um, in Savlamar rather, um, to help with the Savlamar Hospital. We've also um, made efforts to help with the students, the Ukraine students who were stranded and ended up going to Jamaica, going back home, um, some of the things that they needed. 
Um, one of the things I'm a part of the the Jamaica Diaspora Northeast um, Think Tank, um, the citizen security sector of that led by Mr. Stafford Grant. Um, we're putting together, um, he has started his coding program in Jamaica for young young, young um, children in Jamaica that can go through a course um, in coding. Um, they have had two cohorts of that, I believe, um, and looking, we're looking now to expand that program um, some more as well. Um, we've also, there has been initiatives to help, um, to help galvanize nurses, surgical nurses here um, to help with the backlog of um, surgeries in Jamaica as well. Um, that initiative was this year. Uh, so those are some of the things that, um, that I can remember that the Northeast diaspora has been a part of. And that's outside of just people, regular people. I remember the diaspora hall of, you know, who live, um, who live outside of Jamaica, what regular people are doing for their community, um, their alumni associations in Jamaica, um, you know, for the school. Um, so, yeah, I'll leave that there. Mr. Peter, um, for the Southern USA candidate, the, that last paragraph that Rookie um, just mentioned is is right on point. When you say what the diaspora is doing, it's it's a very 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 um, broad question in a sense because the diaspora is me and you. Uh, I'm not sure if you're referring to what the current um, representation of the council is doing, but as far as what the diaspora is doing, um, there's a lot of different groups. Um, in the South that's, that's doing a lot of different things. Um, for example, I have a nonprofit organization called This Is Jamaica. It's a Florida 501c3. And we promote, um, we promote scholarships for the kids in Jamaica to empower them to rest restore and preserve the culture of Jamaica through poetry and the creative arts. Not only that, um, I'm also the founder of another a co-founder, founding member, I should say, um, of a company that the current rep, Dr. Alan, Alan Cunningham, found called Jamaican Men of Florida, where we embrace, we, we embrace all Jamaican men in Florida or those migrating um, as our brother's keepers. So they can reach out to us. We can guide them through certain things. And we, we're looking to expand that through the different states. Um, also. Uh, founded member of the Jadayas, the Jamaica Southern um, Diaspora US, for the Southern USA. Um, that company, thank God for Dr. Alan Cunningham, who is the current rep, because everything that has been done, the movement that has been done in, in South Florida, this I've I've stood behind him to, to you know to to help him form motorcades for independent celebrations um, throughout different cities in South Florida. Um, and now I'm running for the, um, the seat. We're trying to bring that up to Orlando and we're going to try to bring that to Atlanta and different areas so we can do simultaneous um, celebrations throughout the different cities. Because what it does, it creates awareness of who we are. And once it creates an awareness, then it actually goes back. It, the, the, it, people talk about it. People coming from Jamaica want to be a part of it. So it's a form of um, educational push. And... Um, that's something that um, that is that is well known to be to have been very effective as far as the engagement, but as far as the the the, the diaspora for the council itself, I don't want to really speak on that because I can um, 
I can actually not give them the credit they deserve. So, so as Ruki said in her fine, in her last paragraph, it has to do with the alumni. It has to do with um, different organizations and things like that. There's a lot of different diaspora organizations. They actually they actually have the name diaspora in it, and they're all they all have good intentions. They all have good missions, and I'm sure they're doing a good job right now. I, I know some of these organizations, but there are too many to mention, and um, and so it's not about just the council itself. It's about all of us in the diaspora. In the chat, you can see what level of coding and where in Jamaica can youth access this teaching. Question to the lady who is candidate for the diaspora. So yes, I believe that's rookie. Yes. Let me um go and look at the question. Okay. So the coding program I mentioned, it's, um I believe it's fundamentals um of coding. Um, I will have to send you a message with, um, with the flyer. Um, they're not in the current cohort right now. Uh, I think it's, um, it's going to get revamped in the new year, um, but they have had two cohorts of um, coding classes. Um, it's a series of coding classes and you get like a certificate at the end. You know, um, can I just jump in? Like something like this that Rookie is talking about, it's, it's very important. Come together, regardless of how separated it sounds like we're in the South or she's in the Northeast or someone else is in the West Midwest. Because for instance, you're talking about coding and doing all of this and doing that. Like these things need to be introduced to um, other organizations or link up with other organizations in the South that's actually trying to do it or involved or maybe they're doing it. Because I think if we all come together and find different forces who are trying to meet the same goals, it will be strong. So. Um, I applaud you for doing things like this. And I think if I, if there's any way possible that, you know, I can help to bring some of this in the, in the South, it will be good because, um, because it's not about, it's not about me and you rookie or anyone else. It's about us. Um, it's about the diaspora, you know? So, um, if I can help in any ways to identify some organizations to push this, what you're doing, you let me know. Thank you. And I agree, you know, it's one Jamaica diaspora, you know, um, one little country we have, and we're all working to, um, to help, um, to make sure that country is a place to live and work and do business. Right. Um, I'll put in the chat, the link to the U registration for the coding class. It is through the Amber Heart Academy. So if you click on that link, you can register. If you have a young person in Jamaica that you want to be a part of, you can register them, um, through that link. And Mr. Peter, absolutely. I will be um, talking to Mr. Grant, who heads that up in our um, Northeast, to link with you um, about, you know, furthering this throughout the United States, you know. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, I wonder, could I give you guys a little homework to do? <laughs> um, I had done a program that I'd like to replicate in Jamaica. Um, when I was working at Apple, I had reached out to a friend who was working with Def Jam. And because we saw, you know, programming, I've been on the internet before the internet and in IT space for my entire career. And um, so we saw the, 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 the career, you know, coming, the career opportunities. And we realized um, urban youth were going to be left out for lack of access to just the basic equipment. We started a program because at the t I was at, where, um, at Apple and I found later at the New York Times, there are a lot of Jamaicans 
in those uh, organizations who have access to the decision makers. And very often those companies change out their computers as the spec demands increase, you know, they, they cycle them out. And there's, uh, you know, usually a whole lot of computers you can get your hands on that are either going to be dumped or, you know, trashed or whatnot. And we were able to corral a bunch of those computers. And what we did was create a, a thing we called the Urban Technology Enlightenment Program, UTEP. And uh, we would target um, uh, inner city communities, schools or churches, find spaces to set these computers up, find people who are at least were halfway, you know, decent with computing to then sort of give them one-on-one -on -one training to get them going and then, you know, let them run with it from there. Just to get the, at least, the very least, the equipment in the hands of the kids in, in a way that they could work with, you know, using, say, Linux and uh, a program analog. So we kept the expense down that way instead of using, you know, things like Microsoft and, and Office and that type of thing. And um, it was a pretty good uh, thing because, again, you know, by lowering the cost uh, of, uh, of access to the equipment, you know, it gave the kids a, a better chance to get their hands or, the, the, you know, the, the feet wet. And I'd like to replicate that at Wakanda because Wakanda is going to provide what Jamaica doesn't have. The space in, in, in good amount for uh, equipment, for setup, for classrooms dedicated to these particular things. And space for you guys to come to Jamaica and be able to, you know, we'd craft with you some kind of program that you could deliver to the kids. We'll film it, we'll document it, and then you come deliver it and we'll have that captured and then be able to replicate that for more and more kids. But the, the big missing piece, and this is what I found with the Boy Scouts, is that they just don't have permanent, you know, structures. We build all these hotels all over the damn island, but we can build a few good museums and, you know, uh, um, um, learning spaces for the children. And that's why we're failing. These kids have nothing better to do than to go on their phone and get caught up in trouble. And mothers who have learned and fathers who have learned about what I'm, I'm trying to create up in the hills are literally begging me, please, Richard, you know, let us know when you start. My son running with trouble, he's getting into things, you know, and I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to put him in. I don't know where to take him and what programs there are available for that are too costly, etc. We want to do this in a way that we'll have foreigners, you know, foreign scout troops coming to Jamaica and their parents. Because I want to do a kind of idea around what I'm calling scout tourism, where we develop Jamaica as a scouting location. We've got a lot of wonderful things here, mountains, valleys, beaches. And it's safer. When we're camping in the States, we've got to worry about snakes, raccoons, Lyme disease, ticks, you know, all of these problems that we do not have here. And I'm liaising with the American Embassy, with the American International School of Kingston, you know, to facilitate this, you know, combination and then have the money generated from that go towards paying for at least the kids in the scout program here to be able to participate without having to come out of pocket. Uh, you know, we're creative and smart about this. This can be achieved and definitely with the support of you guys in the diaspora. You want to know where to target money? Target money for that, right? To make sure no child in Jamaica has to go to mommy or daddy and say, I want to participate in this sale. Mommy and daddy have to say, boy, I don't have it. We're going to eliminate that. And we can. And this is, you know, again, the, the goodwill out there is amazing. I've met a lot of talented people, engineers, chemists, scientists, you name it, who when I express to them this idea, they are with it. Some of them say, look, Rich, you don't even have to pay me. Just let me know. I'll, you know, make it part of my vacation. And so we will be building accommodations on the, you know, Wakanda property, so to speak, to allow for that. So people can come, we get you at the airport, house you, let you do your thing, right? And all that is fair trade for what you're delivering to the Jamaican people. So um, I'll land it there. Thanks. Can I say real quick, um, for everyone here listening, it's very important that, um, that 
we don't just sit back and hear us, the candidate, regardless if you're supporting me or not. It, it doesn't matter to me. But what is, what's important is that you register to vote in this diaspora election, regardless of who you're going to support as your candidate. We have to take the same practices and we have to take the same level of importance to these things, not because it's not as big as a general election, but it's important because we're sitting in these rooms as your friend, as someone listening to these things, and we can have these one-on-one -on -one conversation. If we were someone else, like a minister or whatever, it will take way more effort to get them to come in a room and sit down and we just have a talk. So these things are important to keep going. So you register to vote on the um, Global Jamaica Diaspora, on the, on the website that the Global Jamaica Diaspora um, provided and support your candidate, man. Support your candidate, whether it's me in the South, whether it's Rookie in the Northeast or whosoever else is there, uh, whatever it's like someone running against me, whether it's someone in the West, Midwest, register to vote and let's build it. Let's not make these um, opportunities that we have um, get away from us because we have a certain way we feel or think about anything, you know? Exercise it. Let's, let's get it done and so we can build it better and some of the concerns that you have, maybe we can listen and change the way we're doing things also, you know? So it's important. Just go to the site, register to vote, and just choose your candidates and, and vote. It, it ends, the registration ends November 30th. So just everyone in this room, just go ahead right now and just register to vote. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying to vote for me or anything, but let's just start exercising these things. Get in the habit of supporting the diaspora on this platform. You know, that's, that's, that's a plea I'm putting out there. Peter, what is your email? My email is Peter Gracie, P-E-T-E-R-G-R-A-C-E-Y at gmail.com. You can also go on my website. It's PeterGracie.com. Thanks, sir. P-E-T-E-R-G-R-A-C-E-Y. -E -E Thank you. Hey, can, can everybody share the room as well? You know, this serves as a, um, not only just because of the elections and registering to vote, which is crucial for everybody in here, but this is a great opportunity for um, all of the issues that we speak about affecting Jamaica. This is an excellent way to get involved and to, um, to just be a part of the change that we want to see in Jamaica. You know, you never know where myself or another candidate who runs and win, or rookie up there in the Northeast, or another candidate who runs and win. You never know where this can get us in the future. You know, it could be, it could be any one of us who actually push and push and push until we actually get a voice in the Senate. You know, so support us, regardless of which candidate is, support us and let's push. Let's just keep pushing forward, forward. Don't let this opportunity comes where the Minister of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade actually put in place a council and they, they put in place representatives and we're not supporting that. Reg regardless if you disagree with us or not, talk about it and spread the word about it and have those conversations. And, and let's push forward because the next person who can decide to run could be someone of a Generation X 
and 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 come up with new ideas, you know, because that's what we need, new ideas. You know, um, Eleanor Roosevelt once said, um, small-minded people discuss people, uh, mediocre minds discuss events, and great minds discuss ideas. The ideas is what we need to become innovative, you know, uh, innovative and, um, and, and take Jamaica, which is a developing country, to the next level. It's up to us to do it. It's really up to us to do it. And I'm telling you, um, this council, the concept is a great concept. Whether you agree or disagree with what's going on or how it runs or whatever the case is, it's a great concept. And we have to take this into our hands and work with it and make sure we can get the best results out of this thing as much as possible and leave a very strong foundation for our kids or whosoever is going to become our, um, our re replacement you know, to keep moving it forward and keep having these conversations. I agree, Peter. Good evening, everyone. Just listening out from afar. And this is a very good idea. This is very good. This is actually what we need as diasporians, if that's even a word. Um, that's, this is like exactly what we need. This is how we, outside of Jamaica, as Jamaicans and Jamaican descendants, are going to be able to not just be a part of the conversations, but actually be able to do something. And so the conversations that's being have, that's being held, whether it's in the domino room or it's at the the, the drinking hall or it's at the dance hall or it's at your in, in your own house, at your own table with your own family and friends. These are conversations on topics that we we we, we go into on a daily basis. Um, so to see this platform being created from scratch and we are able to be a part of it, whether it existed before or not, however, our generations and the generations before and the generations after, they're going to be able to say, you know what, our parents started this and we are going to be able to continue it. I remember earlier somebody touched on our ancestors, whenever they trod on, how can we get their corpse back to, the, to, to our homeland? Something as simple as that. Um, it may seem like it's nothing, but it is a very big part of our culture and of our being and of just our identity as a culture. So if we are able to just tap into this flat, um, network and just be a part of it, whether we want to do it for ourselves, but just on this level, we're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for our children and we're doing it for the persons who can't, who can't even do for themselves. The persons who don't have access, the persons who would love to see these things happen, but they don't have any computer sense or any computer knowledge, but they would love to see stuff like this get done. Um, I'm a community service worker, I'm a social service worker in training right now. And this is something that I've been dying to do for the past 20 years. I've been begging my parents, please let me go home. Please let me go home. We are come to Jamaica for, we are got Jamaica for, Jamaica has nothing. Um, and I don't look at life that way. I beg to differ. Um, I believe that I come abroad to go to school to get educated on an international level so that I can go back to my country and help to the develop, help with the development. Um, and to see that we're having this conversation 
stemming off yesterday. And then we we're having a conversation about how we can actually do something and actually getting to do it. Like, I don't just want to go to vote. I want to be a nominee. I want to sit on that council. I want to see myself up there because there are so many ideas and policies that we ourselves want to see change, that we know that we can change and things and ideas that we as younger people in our 20s and in our 30s, and I'm sorry, some people may be a little bit older and some may be even a little bit younger, but we have ideas just as well. And we want to add those ideas to the table and we want to be a part of those conversations, not just for ourselves, as I said before, but for generations to come. So whatever it is that we need to do as a whole, as a people coming together, Listen, there is an angel going around that's whispering each and whispering in each and every one of us ears across the diaspora, all 10 million plus of us. This is very good. I love this conversation and I love where this is going. Um, and big up to all of the candidates and however we, whatever it is that I can do. I, Samantha, I'm speaking for myself right now. Whatever it is that I can do to assist and to ensure that you are sitting in one of those chairs and being a part of those conversations, I will make sure that I play my part. And whatever it is that you guys need to do to ensure that I become the candidate for Canada, listen, make sure some get up there. So come here for sit down for one of them tables. They run on one of them chair there. Because these are there's so many things that we need to do as a people within this generation in our 20s and our 30s right now we have so many things to do we have so much work to do and this is just the starting so big up on yourself big up alex big up this room and i'm loving this let's continue it the journey continues bless up thank you for that samantha um in my apologies y'all mr peter why you couldn't remember remind me about the global jamaica diaspora council use um use arm um Samantha, you, you mentioned age and you're in Canada. Um, if you go on the website that's linked um, in this, there is the Youth Global Jamaica Diaspora Council and they have their own elections as well at the same time. Um, I believe you have to be 18 to 30 something um, to be a, nom um, a nominee for the Youth Council. Um, and voting is the same voting period, the same registration period. So definitely um, all the young people who fall in that age range, you can um, register to vote and vote for your candidates who um, will be within your age range, who will be reaching out um, and galvanizing the young people in the diaspora. As a matter of fact, she can run for it if she wants to. So. I am going to so, run for it. I don't need exactly. one brother. Because, because the, the, vote, the, the nomination yeah. closes off on the 30th. Yes, and, I do. Uh, and the voting rate is just that you'll be a little behind, but you know, but, yeah. uh, but I, I said, right? Sorry? no, I'm saying behind, but you know, it's always good to be late to the party, but a no show is a no show. But when you're late, you still can get some sauce. So I feel like I'm late to the party, but I feel like I'm in the, I came at the right time so that I can get that sauce on my, on my, on my rice or my dumplings. So I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time. I don't feel like I'm late. I feel like I'm here. I'm, I feel like I'm at the right place. So well, thank you for well, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying I wasn't saying that you're really kind of late behind, but the reality. No, I never mean, said that either. I mean, yeah. just I mean, feel like say, 
Yeah. I come at the right place at the right time. And I feel like me there on the right set of people them. I get the right sauce put on my dumpling coming out like rice. So thank you guys very much. And I'm on the website right now. Look it. Okay. Right. So go ahead and take advantage of that. Anyone who wants to take advantage of it should take advantage of it. Anybody. As long as you have the right intentions and you're not going with any tactics and you know that you can make a change because this is the ultimate sacrifice to our country if, if you agree, Rookie. Because the thing is, we don't get paid for this and it's, it's a three-year sacrifice and these things have to come, these money comes out of our pockets, you know? So, so it's, it's a, if you have the intention to participate in something like that, I applaud you, you know? And I think that honestly, if, if you have the, the, the drive to do it, go ahead and do it. Even if you're coming in my ear and running against me, I applaud you because competition is good. You know, it's, everyone has to work hard and it shows up from people and their intentions and things like that, you know? So yes, for rookie to say, remind to, 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 um, to actually bring that up. That is a great gesture by her. And I'm telling you, I applaud you for that also. Rookie. Facts, facts, facts. Again, like, yeah, I love what you said right there. Like, everybody needs to be a part of it. Like, whether, whether it's a competitor or not, um, I believe that this is a great show. Like, I, I sit on at least 10 different boards, and all of those boards that I sit on right now, they're not just youth, board, but youth boards, but they're community boards, and none of them I get paid for. They're all free work because this is what I do. This is what I live for. This is like a passion for me. So when I was telling my mom at 21 that, listen, I want to come home. I want to go home to Jamaica. I feel like me living in Canada, I, it's, first of all, it's cold as a mother effer. And I, this is not my, I'm, this, I'm not kindred from here. Like this is not my native land. And I don't feel like all of this work that I'm putting out here, it's, I don't feel like it's reaching the people who I want to reach. And I feel like I would be doing a better job at reaching people who really need to be reached, where there's no system that was built for them. There is no safety harness that's there for them when they fall to bounce them back. And I feel like with all this experience that I've gained here, it is only right for me to input someone back of that into my country that I'm from. Like, so again, this whole conversation that we are having, it is very like emotional. Like that's why I'm just sitting back and listening and just taking it all in because this is very emotional, not just for myself, but I know that a lot of people like they're feeling the same way because this is, this is, this is dear to us. Like as much as a lot of us not being able to return maybe now or tomorrow, but I know it is in that part of them that deep place where you're like yo every time you take a plane and you go on vacation you don't want to leave and I know I'm not the only person that feels like that and it's because there's something there that's drawing us like magnet because that's where we belong like and I'm sure that when we go to Africa it's going to be that same magnetic seal that's pulling us there wanting us to stay because our genetics our very being our made up everything that we're made of from is from that place. And when you go there, you feel that magnetic force pulling you. That means that you have work to be get done. Your ancestors are telling you, say, listen, I yes, you come from, and I yes, you need to come, come put in some of them energy there. So right now, trust me, my work, just I get started. So again, this is a great conversation, Yadi Vibe. So big up on yourself. I'm out.
Thank you, Samantha. Thank you very much. Um, once again, I'm going to do a quick reset. Welcome to Yardy Vibes. Big up yourself, Zen, Rookie, Ken, Yardy, Peter, Samantha. Once again, big up yourself. Big up everybody in the room. Alex, Hope, Paul, Richard, um, Yuge, Dre, and Moses. Everybody in the audience, you're always welcome to raise your hand and come on up. Allison, everybody in the audience, you could come on up. But um, click on the little greenhouse on top if you're not doing so already because we do have normal conversation like this on a regular basis. And um, click on the little greenhouse to follow the club. Click on Yardy to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Go ahead and register right now to vote. Go ahead and register to vote. You don't have, you're not going to get a chance to vote now because it's not the time, but you could also always go ahead and vote and register. The link is up top for you. Zana, Rookie, Ken, Yardy. It was, it's, it's a great topic. I'm not going to lie. I'm listening. I'm not even saying nothing much because I'm just here to learn and listen as well. Um... And I think that's it. You guys can go ahead and continue the conversation. Opa, big up yourself. Rookie, big up yourself. Guys, you can always go ahead and donate to Yardy Vibes, dollar sign. Yardy Vibes with Cash App. And if you guys want to do Zell, it's yardyvibes at gmail.com. Once again, for Cash App, it's dollar sign Yardy Vibes. And for Zell, it's yardyvibes at gmail.com. I really appreciate the time out you guys take to come in here and use this platform to help out Jamaica because we are all one. Thank you, guys. Let me, okay, let, let me say something real quick, please. Um, I want you to, to think about this. Every Jamaican, not only Jamaican, first of all, America is a land of immigrants. And every Jamaican that comes into America, they came here on a dream. And um, whether it's, if it's not your dream, then it must be your parents' dream or your grandparents' dream. And we came here on a dream and we're all riding on this dream. Whether you're aware of it or not, one day you'll be aware of it. It's like the Meinhof phenomena. You know, when you buy a car and you think nobody else have it, then you buy it and you drive around and you say everybody else to drive the same car. That's called the Meinhof phenomenon. And, um, and what it is really is we came here on this dream and some of us don't realize that the dream that we're riding on belongs to your parents. And until we get a little older in life and start realizing these things. The thing is, just like Martin Luther King said he had a dream. Well, what he didn't say is that he had a strategic plan. You know, and we have to now recognize that since we now realize when we start looking around, we realize that it's really a dream that we're on and it's been out there forever. And we probably never realize it. We have to come up with some form of strategic plan because my focus, my focus is really education with these kids. That's why I have that organization. This is Jamaica. You can go look. This is Jamaica.org. There's hundreds of children around the country reciting that one poem that I wrote because it's the culture. It's the, we're trying to keep this thing. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I know that one day a lot of those kids are going to come and are going to leave Jamaica on a dream. And if we can strengthen them right now, cognitively, we can strengthen them and they can come into our positions that we sit and we're having these conversations, then I know that it's a great foundation that we leave for them. You know, so we have to keep these things in mind. I am not, I'm going to say this to you. I am not a politician. I really don't care to be one. And I'm not running here, running for this position because, because I'm trying to um, put myself 
to tie up myself with anyone or for to open doors. I'm not running for that. The council need me more than how I need the council. Because we see, the, I see the need of what there's things that we can do to strengthen our engagement. And so I would call it more of a partnership. The council, I don't need a council. The council need us, us to educate them of what's really going on in the diaspora. That's why they created this thing. You know, they need us. It's not that I need the council. They need us. So we need to recognize that we have an opportunity here, opportunity to, to help strengthen Jamaica, even if we see the results in the next 20 years, which is the dream coming true. You know, like Martin Luther King said, he may not be around to see the promised land. We may not be around to see it, but I'm going to tell you this. What we are doing is affecting these children in Jamaica. Everything that we say, and everything that we do is affecting them in some way, shape, or form. And we have to be very careful of how we say things, how we act, and things that, things how we perform, how just simple little things. And we have to start setting example, but we have to first understand them because what was relevant to us is not relevant to them. And we have to get in that mindset. So like Samantha is saying that she wants to, um, She's going to delve into the um into the into the into the youth council portion of it. She's a missing link to a lot of this because she's sitting in a room where I would think that we are the we are the older the 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 the, the more senior portion of the diaspora as far as um the council, and she's looking towards the the youth portion and she's in this room with us. She's hearing this conversation and she's going to bring it back to the youths. So she's a very important person right now. So it's like it's it's and and her dream is coming true. So we have to enforce these things and understand our space, the environment we're in, and be very careful of how we act and support anyone, any one of those children in Jamaica that we see we can help and make sure that they have a very, very stable foundation to follow up with what we're doing in this, in a simple room like this. So in the chat, Zen asks a question. So once we vote and someone is elected for our region, I'm in Florida. What exactly are the first steps in that role? What initiatives are you going to focus on and how, and how can others in the diaspora of your region get involved? That's a good question. Several questions. So. Hi, this is Yuki Wilson running for the rep in the Northeast. Um, for for one one thing, I'm um, the only thing I'm running on is to be able to help the diaspora streamline how we give back to Jamaica in a data driven way, right? Um, being able to quantify and qualify how we give back um, in a streamlined process that that entail. That's the first thing I'll be working on. That's something I'm working on now. Um, that's work that people in diaspora have been working on prior to me. Um, my goal is to move the needle even further, right? And that means unifying the diaspora, or unifying the, um, the different Jamaican diaspora organizations as well to be able to galvanize, galvanize us and um, to be able to get this done. It's a, it's a huge task. Um, that's why 
I'm not into over-promising and under-delivering, right? Because I understand it's a huge, ta huge task. It means partnering and collaboration across the board um, with Jamaica, as well as different um, entities here in the U.S. and different people. So that's, that's one thing I'm hitting the ground with um, here in the Northeast. Um, here in the, um, here in the, 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 the South, um, I, I've laid out a few platforms, but these things that I've laid out is not something that I hope to achieve. These are things that I'm already working on. So it's not like I'm going in there with something new. And the reason why I'm working on these right now is because there are certain mandates we have to follow with the, with the, um, with the ministry. And I know for sure that certain things that I would go in there with, they probably, that's not something they would be feel comfortable with me trying to push. So I'm already pushing some of these things. So it's nothing new. However, something that I'm working on right now that's very, very super important outside of the education piece is that we have areas in our diaspora where there's a high concentration of Jamaicans. For instance, Orlando. Tampa, these places. And to even get your passport services done, you have to drive all the way to Miami. You have to book. You may have to end up staying overnight or booking a hotel room or something. Who knows? But with such, with such high concentration of Jamaicans in the Orlando area, they shouldn't have to go that far. So I have already like um, connected with the integrated diaspora services to try to bring these services to these areas. And that's something that we are, we're actually in talks right now to get these things done. I just want, I just want, I just want to make a quick comment. I just uh, thank you, Rookie and Peter, for all the information that you uh, disclosed. And um, this is definitely uh, just another, uh, another item on the to-do list, register to vote and, um, and, and stay involved. Um, because definitely for 23, I was even speaking about it with some of our family members. We want to, um, put our collective coin together and, and um, do some stuff in Jamaica, start investing, even if it's on a small level um, and getting through economics, you know, get, you know, each of us in the diaspora have to think of a way that we can impact Jamaica, even if it's starting small and building from there. But these type of rooms where we're, we're all on the same mission, it, it just, it, it just fosters so many different ideas. So this is great tonight. Thank you. Ken, that's, that's, that's a very important, you know, you said something very important and I feel, and I'm sure, um, rookie, I, I've never met rookie before, you know, but just with these conversations, listen, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to be honest with you. I would really love to win this seat because I know of things that, um, I'm capable of because I'm very confident, but I tell you this, even if I don't win, Everything that I'm doing is not slowing down, you know, and we really need to get involved more and more and more as, as a people. This room right here is very important because I can tell you this, one person in, in this room tonight is going to leave with some form of, this is like what you call church in an unconventional way. Someone is in this room that needed to hear this message tonight. And regardless if I come the representative or rookie becomes representative or whatever, we may have impacted the, one of the most important person who's going to go out there and do something with this information tonight. You know, so it's very important that um, we keep up rooms like this 
and we keep talking about these, we keep having these topics and having these discussions and take these things as far and wide as possible, invite people to these rooms, you know, and have these discussions because normally when you hear, when you hear discussions about Jamaica and about things happening in Jamaica, it's always somewhat of a messy conversation for the most part. People start, because people talk about politics, that, 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 but that's not fixing anything. These type of conversation can, can actually make an impact. We hear Rookie talking about coding, things like that. You know, these don't, you, you don't hear about these things in the regular Jamaican rooms. So these rooms are very, very important and we have to keep it going. So I, I applaud, I applaud, I applaud the organizer and, um, and if there's anything I can do as far as being a representative or even just showing up, if, um, if not, I'll be more than happy to support this, spread the word and make sure that we keep having these conversations. Yo, great. I'm glad you said that because I'm going to link the tone about the same thing where we could do in the future, do more rooms geared towards these kind of topics and how we can get the diaspora more involved in this moving forward. Because as I said, there's a lot of times we have rooms where people come in and talk about the issues that they have with Jamaica, that they see with Jamaica solutions. And we're just having conversations amongst us. And I'm glad that you guys are here to, so that we can like find a way to. Thanks again, um, Rookie and Peter for being here for have this discussion and educate us on what you guys do. Because like from the day when Peter he come in, I did not know about you guys. A lot of us didn't know about you guys. So thanks again for being here. And again, I hope we can see in the future so that we can have more rooms like this. Thank you. Thank you definitely for the invitation and organizing this. I echo the sentiments of Mr. Peter and you all. Um, get involved, people. Um, register to vote if you want to be a nominee. Um, there's information on the, in the link to be a nominee. There's a young people. There's a Global Jamaica Youth Council. Young people under... I think 35, perhaps, the 18 to 35, get involved there. Um, you know, we hear you are the future. It's kind of like, ah, you hear it all the time, but literally, you know what I'm saying? Young people, you know, for takeover, you know, for do this now, right? Um, the change is there, right? You are making the change, and we see it in different parts of the Caribbean. Upon um, Grenada, who just... Um, Grenada, who under one of the youngest prime ministers, they just um, elected, moving and shaking our politics in um, Grenada. Young people can literally topple the political system. You know, um, we see countries do it. Um, it can happen. Um, I left my email in the chat if anyone wants to contact me regarding any questions that were answered here. Um, to definitely, definitely feel free to do so. Thank you all for this opportunity. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can put your, re-put your email in the chat so that, because a lot of people text and it can probably get lost. So people would have to scroll up on a search. So could you re retext your email? And, yes, and we'll thing, um, Yadu Vibes, Yadu Vibes, our motto is celebrating our heritage, building our future. This conversation, and I'm really, really happy that 
we're yeah. able to put this together and oh, keep yeah. doing it because at the end of the day, these are the type of conversations that we need to be having. Not saying we can all like, you know, but we need to be having more of these conversations. So keep it up. Keep building these rooms. Once you build them, I'm going to be here. Man, you so bless up yourself. All right. Sorry about my background. All right. So on that note, I think we'll end the room here. Zen, Roki, Ken, Peter, Richard, Samantha, Huey, Fabian, Dre, Dark and Lovely people in the audience thanks for being here support our merch go to yadavise.club support our merch chemical donation a dollar a dollar at yadavise pancashop zell yadavise at gmail.com uh, if you have apple pay yadavise at icloud.com uh, yeah thanks again join us tomorrow tomorrow morning at 9.30 for morning vibes Come, come support, have a chat, and enjoy the positivity. Good night, everyone. Have a good night. Sleep well. Alex, bless up. Dear to everybody. Good night. Um, yeah, man, one love. Peace. Peace.